0: You may also have noticed that there was a leaf in your seat when you arrived into worship. We have a scripture guiding us throughout Lent and throughout our capital campaign. It's a passage in which Jesus talks to his disciples and he says, look at the fig tree and look at all the trees and notice when they put on leaves, that's a sign that summer is coming. And we believe it actually will come at some point. And so too, Jesus says, we look for signs of God's kingdom among us. So these leaves remind us of that passage and of the invitation to look for signs. Uh, Before we get started with our scripture, though, is there anybody who doesn't have a leaf, who needs a leaf? Okay, you've all got leaves. Feel free to reach for the pew in front of you or behind you if you need to borrow somebody else's leaf. So that's our passage guiding us. And now Jeff Smolik is going to read from a psalm, another passage that's a good reminder to all of us.
1: From Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the God of all gods. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the Lord of all lords. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the only one who makes great wonders. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the one who made the skies with skill. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the one who shaped the earth on the water. God's faithful love lasts forever. Give thanks to the one who made the great lights God's faithful love lasts forever. The sun to rule the day. God's faithful love lasts forever. The moon and the stars to rule the night. God's faithful love lasts forever. This is the word of God for the people of God.
0: God. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy. And gracious God, your love does last forever. We pray, Lord, that in this moment, this finite short moment here and now, your Holy Spirit would move among us and that we would feel and receive your grace. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. Amen. A few years ago a friend that I went to seminary with recommended to me a spiritual practice that has changed my life and it is extremely simple. It's the simplest spiritual discipline actually that I have ever had and it is sim- it is just this. Before I go to sleep every night my husband Joel and I we turn to each other and we ask the question, what are you grateful for today? What are you grateful for today? And sometimes we're grateful for something that one or the other of us did. Sometimes we're grateful for the food that we ate. Sometimes we're grateful that we get to go to sleep. And they're usually simple, mundane things that we're grateful for. Oh, Bubbles, my dog, I'm often grateful for Bubbles. That's often top of the list. But it's such a simple practice, naming things out loud to another person that you're grateful for. But sometimes in simplicity, there is excellence because it's so simple that I've been able to keep up this spiritual practice every single day for, I don't know what it's been, four or five years now. And even if my husband and I are apart because one of us is traveling, we will call each other or we will text each other and we'll say, what are you grateful for today? And we remind each other if one of us is forgetful or too tired or whatever, we keep each other accountable to say, hey, remember... There's something to be grateful for today. It's such a simple practice, but it's not insignificant because I've seen it transform the way that I view my life. I've seen it strengthen my marriage. I have seen it really overwhelmingly shape the way I view my faith simply to lift up one thing that I'm grateful for every single day. Now, sometimes there's a whole long laundry list of things that I'm grateful for, but the practice just requires that you list one. So on those really awful days where you just are not sure that anything has gone right, to lift up one thing that you're grateful for. We read a psalm this morning, Psalm 136, and it's all about gratefulness, giving thanks. You heard the refrain in there, God's steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to God whose love endures forever. Give thanks to God who put the sun in the sky. Give thanks to God who put the stars and the moon in the sky. Give thanks to God. And then if you keep reading in the psalm, it's got examples of God parting the Red Sea and God leading people to salvation and God leading people in all kinds of different ways. But the moral of the story from this psalm is there are so many reasons to give thanks to God. There's not just one thing to be giving thanks for. And the interesting thing about this psalm is it's in some ways the opposite of what my husband Joel and I do each day because it's not about the individual reasons that we have to give thanks. It's not about the awesome Chinese food that we ate for lunch. It's not about seeing a grandparent or a friend. It's really about these corporate shared reasons that we have to give thanks. Regardless of anything that might have happened in my day or in your day, all of us can say at the end of the day, thank you, Lord that the sun and the moon and the stars are still in the sky. Thank you, Lord, that summer, spring, will one day again come to Michigan. Thank you, Lord, for all of these enduring things that we learn from our faith. There's so many things that we could give thanks for. The beauty of the earth The miracle of being alive and loved by God and having enough health to get ourselves out of our bed and out of our house and into this place this morning. There are so many things that we can give thanks for and sometimes they may feel simple or insignificant and yet there's so much to be grateful for. The gift of a faith community where we can come together and praise God openly and we're free to do so. We can support one another, we can pray for one another, we can sing together. That's something to give thanks for. We're reminded throughout scripture to give thanks. Psalm 136 is just one of almost two dozen psalms that talk about giving thanks to God, praising God, being grateful to God. And when we look throughout the rest of scripture, we find it's a common theme to give thanks and to be grateful and to... Praise God for the things that are going on. When we jump to the New Testament, there's the Apostle Paul, and he wrote all the different letters to the early churches that he started. And he was constantly giving thanks to God. That's kind of the way he began every letter that he wrote. So he wrote to the Philippians, and he said, I thank God every time I remember you. And then he wrote to the Ephesians, and he said, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. And then he wrote to the Thessalonians, and he said, We give thanks to God always for all of you. And he wrote to the Romans, and he wrote multiple letters to the Corinthians, and we've got letters to the Colossians, and every single letter he begins by saying, I give thanks to God for all of you. The only one he misses out on is the Galatians, and he was pretty upset with the Galatians, so you know, even Paul, he was a human. (laughs) But this is the beginning of Paul's standard greeting. He wrote these letters, and he began with a word of thanks. He started with gratitude. He took nothing for granted by acknowledging first how deeply appreciative he was for these people that he was writing to. And we need reminders like these to give thanks because we're not naturally good at it as human beings. It's easy to get caught up in the things that are going on in our lives and maybe they're awesome things, but we're just going with the flow and we keep moving and we keep moving and we don't always pause to say, wow, I'm grateful for what's going on right now. And then on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes we get caught up in the negative things that have been happening, the hard things, the difficult things. And those things can become dominating, especially if we're living with pain, if we're living with illness, if we're living with uncertainty in any aspect of our life. That can take over. And sometimes we even begin to believe that things are just so awful and rotten that perhaps there's not redemption in whatever journey we're taking. Even when we're not passionate about our negativity, there's a temptation just to become blasé and just sort of take things for granted instead of recognizing those small, seemingly insignificant details in our lives that are reasons to give thanks. Or maybe even those constant things that we experience or have in our lives every single day that are so constant, perhaps we even forget that they're there and something worth giving thanks for. I think about the people that we love and the people we love us. Sometimes we see them every day and we forget to say a prayer of thanks for those people. The fact that we've got a roof over our heads. The fact that we can go to the kitchen faucet, turn that on and get clean water. The fact that we have access to food. And we have resources in our community that help others access food. These are basic things. These are simple things. These are things we encounter every single day of our life that we may forget to pause and say thanks for. I know I need to be reminded sometimes. Because we forget. Especially when things are hard. Even when things are easy, we we forget. And so I want to say to you that I'm thankful. I'm grateful every single day that I come into work at this place because you all are amazing, and this staff is amazing, and this congregation is transforming people's lives, and I'm so grateful to be a part of that. It's amazing to be a part of this faith community. But it's still not always easy for us to be grateful. And I don't, I don't need to tell you this, but life is not always easy. I want to read you a quote from Maya Angelou. She wrote, Look what you've already come through. Don't deny it. You've already come through some things which are very painful. And if you've been alive until you're 35, you've gone through some pain. She writes, it cost you something, and you've come through it. So at least look at that and have sense to look at yourself and say, well, wait a minute, I'm stronger than I thought I was. Sometimes we're most grateful for those things that we have overcome those things that we have survived, those things that we've come through on the other side of, even in the midst of pain or hardship. Sometimes we're grateful in the midst of everything because we have people who support us and pray for us and journey with us. Gratitude isn't an emotion that comes to go, comes and goes like happiness where we have to be in the right frame of mind. It's not dependent on things being good or things being easy. It's a choice that we make. It's an overall attitude that we have to intentionally cultivate in our lives. It's a worldview that we carry with us as Christians. We're people of gratitude. And we're invited to give thanks to God every single day. But really, I almost don't need to tell you that because that's a foundation of our faith is gratitude. We're here because we're grateful. We're here because we're grateful for what God has done for us through jesus christ that's the foundation of our faith so we know what it is to be grateful people we know what it is to give thanks even the secular world understands the value of gratitude you don't have to be a person of faith to understand gratitude according to various studies being grateful taking a moment to be grateful every day can lower your blood pressure It can improve our moods. It can lower our risk for things like stress reactions and depression. It can improve our sleep quality. Being grateful every day can improve our relationships. So really, there's no downside to doing this. There's no downside. It's just an intentional practice that all of us are working on perfecting. And there's so many ways to practice gratitude. I'm sure that some of you, like Joel and I do, offer a prayer of gratitude every day. Maybe it's at the beginning of the day, maybe it's at the end of the day. Maybe some of you keep gratitude journals. I know that a few of you do, where you write down every day one or two or three things that you're grateful for. Maybe you do acts of compassion or kindness for other people, and that's how you practice gratitude every day. I know that you all have individual ways that you do it, but we're going to take a moment this morning to practice gratitude together. So, Talked to you earlier about the leaves. We have this scripture passage that's guiding us in which Jesus says, Look at the fig tree and look at all the trees and consider that when they start to put on leaves, it's a sign that summer is coming. And he says, I invite you to look for signs of the coming of God's kingdom. So you have your leaf. I want you to just take a moment and think about what you're grateful for this morning. Maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's something awesome that you had for breakfast, maybe it's your pet, maybe it's clean water. There's so many reasons to be grateful. Even on the worst day that you and I encounter, there's a reason to be grateful. There's always something to be grateful for. Now before you write anything on this leaf, which I'm going to invite you to do in a moment, I want you now to think about something that you're grateful for in the context of this church, of this faith community. Maybe it's a new program that we've put in place since we finished the building renovation. Maybe it's a friend that you've made here. Maybe it's simply a prayer that you're offering before God. I don't know what that might be, but I'm going to invite us to be in a time of silent prayer for just a moment to focus on those things that we're grateful for. And then I'm going to invite you to write on your leaf that thing or those things that you want to give thanks for. And before you do that, I want to let you know we will display these leaves in our gathering space in coming weeks and throughout Lent so that people can look at these and say, these are signs of God's kingdom coming among us. This is what God is doing here in this place at Clarkston United Methodist Church. God is working here. So you can sign your name if you want to, but you don't need to. It can be anonymous, but these will be on display, and then you'll be invited, after you've all filled out your leaves, to come forward and to place your leaf in the basket. Often we talk about offering things to God. This morning we're offering a prayer of thanksgiving, And it's in the form of the leaf, but we know that it's just the tip of the iceberg. You're probably carrying a lot more things on your heart than whatever you can fit on this leaf. If you need additional leaves in the weeks to come, we can help out with that. We've got lots of extra leaves. Let's take a moment to pray. What are you grateful for here in this place?